I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan Cher, mon ami. <laughs> Welcome to The Mutant Ages. Mm, I'm still doing Kurt's you voice. You gotta sound <laughs> a little more uh, Caribbean than that, because Gambit sounds very Caribbean in Wolfram and the he X-Men. Does. Well, there's a reason. Kind of, yes. He is being played. Who's he being played by, Ryan? Uh, Phil Lamar. That's correct. Not to be confused with Phil Harmagic, the Disney production. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Just delete that. Oh Wait, oh, take I it all out. Put it all in. Take it all out. You said it. And now I'm losing my fucking mind. Okay, no, I'm leaving all of that in. First of all, okay, all right. Anyway, so all, Phil, Phil Lamar <laughs> is the voice actor playing Gambit on Wolverine and the X Men. Why are we? Can watching we just talk that? about Maddie's because, discovery? No, Ryan, because this is the Mutant just a show where we watch every adaptation of the X Men. Well, it is relevant. It is relevant. And now to talk about my discovery. All right. After these messages. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. Geographic discovery here. here we Maddie go. Myers on the scene. Here's my and discovery. She has discovered I thought Lamar. I thought this was interesting information, and I got shot down by a certain co-host of mine. I was like looking up the voice actor for Gambit. Oh yeah, it was definitely Pluggy. He was he's always up to <laughs> yeah, no good. Pluggy was a huge bitch about. Yeah, this. Maddie was like, "Did you know about Phil Lamar?" And Pluggy's like, "I did, you fucking twat." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this episode is already unhinged. Maddie and I haven't actually like recorded in three weeks because I haven't had a voice. So now we're actually speaking to each other. Anyway, we don't need to get into it. People, we talked about this last time. People already know that. Like, all of our listeners we... already know that I didn't have a voice and I was sick because they've been watching the Twitch stream. And I'd be like, <coughs> "Welcome to Kingdom." Eric. It's like I don't know why I felt the need to go on Twitch when I couldn't speak. But you know, okay. I edited out a lot of coughing in last week's episode it all was fine um but yeah ryan has been sick i we were both out of town for memorial day weekend but we're ready to do this so can we talk about phil lamar so i thought that this was cool yeah he's awesome i love this guy i don't google voice actors i've probably met phil lamar honestly and forgotten about it i like that's probably true he wasn't he never was at the cons we worked well who knows i could have been he could have been at nefi or some god knows what con he does actually seem really familiar to me so i actually feel like maybe i have met him i don't know it doesn't matter i mean if you look at his wiki page he's been in like a thousand things well that's what i thought was cool he's even played black panther like in one of the cartoons he's played black panther he's played um john stewart he's played a bunch of superheroes uh so he is playing gambit on this show and the main credit of his that i thought was kind of fun was that he played hermes on futurama still playing hermes wait that's a great point uh assuming futurama comes back pay bender free bender um, oh wait did you not know that 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 happened oh did they finally resolve that oh yeah that was resolved like months ago and i think what happened is that uh he got himself and everybody a raise on the cast that's my understanding because that what's what he he was holding out for is that he was like pay me more but also the whole cast needs to get paid more that's great i didn't know that actually got worked out right phil lamar finally getting a raise for his performance as Hermes. It's a very corny Jamaican accent, but it's like relatively accurate. Citation, my Jamaican girlfriend. Uh, also, how do you not love Hermes? Does he, wait, what's her interpretation of Hermes on Futurama? She loves Hermes. Okay, good. We just watched all of Futurama together, so I can confirm Dina's a Hermes fan. I love that for the two of you. That's a perfect date night. It was her idea to rewatch Futurama. Oh yeah, she would love that shit because it's super science It's super science and it has a Jamaican bureaucrat on it that's like basically it Dina's does. job it anyway does. doesn't matter let's move on <laughs> yeah really so I, he is not from jamaica or any caribbean islands 
he learned the accent at some point. I don't know. I actually tried to look up like, where did he do accent training? Because I was genuinely curious about this in part because his Gambit accent sounds a bit Caribbean. Now there's certain, certainly like a Caribbean accent. It, like there's a lot of overlap here. We're talking about Louisiana here. We're talking about like Caribbean people living there and also the French accent influence. Like it, it makes kind of sense that Gambit would have sort of a Caribbean flair to how he speaks. Yeah. There's similarities in the accents there. And that's part of why I get why he would be slipping into a more Caribbean sounding accent when he's doing the Cajun accent. Uh, it was just kind of funny to me because there's so many parts in this where, well, first of all, Gambit sounds like a Caribbean black man. And like, I'm also just like, what if Gambit was just a, a Caribbean black man? That seems great. Why isn't that his character? I don't know. I mean, we've talked about on the show where I'm like, I would really love Gambit to be played by a black man. I'm I've... down for a race bent yeah. casting of Gambit. He is from a part of the world that is very racially diverse. Exactly. I think it would make perfect sense if Gambit was black. Anyway, this show kind of like it it doesn't actually do that. But I mean, Gambit animated wise, he still looks like his um, X-Men evolution self, just a little bit older, I would say. But uh, I don't know. The fantasy lives on. More importantly, Gambit is very sexy. He is. And this episode is about him. I, I feel like it still is X-Men Evolution. I felt this whole episode was still X-Men yeah. Evolution. I felt like he... Except for Amara, which we need to get to as well. Well, because yeah. Because she... So here's my Amara... I will share my Amara theory, and then you can share your truly out there Amara theory. Because I think mine is the real one, and I think you're wrong. Um, okay. My Amara theory, it's the same situation that happened with Avalanche, which is... This is like a break in the timeline. Almost everything from X-Men Evolution is exactly the same, but the characters on X-Men Evolution that were kind of created for the show or altered significantly from the comics for the show have been changed back to be more comic book uh, you know, correct. And Amara is a, is a tanned white blonde woman who lives in a weird version of ancient Rome that's in like South America because yeah. comic books are kind of weird and dumb. And this version of Amara is, is that she is a tanned white blonde okay, woman. But who else was there on X-Men evolution that they truly did that to? It was Amara Lance. and Lance. Was that it? Though? And, um, Amanda, Kurt's girlfriend. Well, she's not on this show. So like, we don't need to worry about well, that. Well, if she were, then I would be very curious what they did with her. But um, they made her into a black character as well. Also, Spike is gone. That's the other thing I've noticed. I would love it if Spike was still here. Okay, so you know what's actually going to be interesting about this TV show is that once when we start spending more time in the future with Xavier, one of the main characters is going to be Marrow. Mm, interesting. See, that also feels to me like them being like, okay, let's go back to the comics. Spike is gone. Marrow's here. There must have been something on the production team where they were like, we liked what we did with X-Men Evolution, but we want you to be more faithful. More like the comics. Yeah. But also like all the stuff and all the lore that you built in X-Men Evolution can stay. But also these three characters have to be switched back. It was kind of like the vibe. <laughs> it kind of does feel that way. Or I mean, I don't know if it was like an imposition on the part of the network or if it was a decision that the creative team made. I don't know. Maybe we can ask them because, of course, we want to talk to them anyway. And it's all the same people. So far, those three characters are the only things that so far don't line up with this theory that X-Men Evolution and Wolverine the X-Men are in the same universe, okay, right? Okay, here's another one also in this episode. This episode is the first episode that's really veering to the left on this. Trask is a little bit different here. I guess, but I also feel like we don't know anything about him in this to like make that call. I looked up the visual representation of Trask. He had kind of a shorter squatter build back then, and now he's kind of taller and thinner and has a longer face. But it could still be the same character. Mm, it's a different visual design. Sure. The other thing about Trask that's kind of different just overall, timeline-wise, is that... Way back in the X-Men Evolution timeline, Trask created the Sentinels privately. Right. And then people were like using the word Sentinel and in that show. And on this show, it's like as though they're hearing it for the first time. But even that is like a little bit. I don't know. Like I feel maybe like that works still. I, I haven't quite decided about that yet. Uh, yeah, but my my rebuttal there though is that it's not like the Sentinels in X-Men Evolution were like 
Oh, we know they were. I, you know what? I was going to say they're not worldwide, no, but then I forget all that stupid shit with Apocalypse, but maybe mm-hmm. Apocalypse's whole run doesn't count. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not like everybody knew about the Sentinels in that moment other than S.H.I.E.L.D., the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who had defected. Okay, well, then, then my rebuttal works is that, like, yeah. they didn't really know People, who... The average person didn't know about Sentinels until right. Senator Kelly became a senator and, like, started actually using the Sentinel Prowler drones. Right. That's so, kind of what, what I feel is the situation. Yeah, and Trask is like essentially the same guy. His visual design is different, but like politically, he's the same guy. I, I feel like he may look different, but I feel like if we were sticking with this theory that it's X-Men Evolution, Wolverine, X-Men are the same universe, that it's still that same character. They just designed him differently on this show. That's it. They're different universes, but they're like adjacent universes. It's like a couple things about the timeline have been changed if we want to think about it in terms of the multiverse of madness, if you will. Well, right. But interesting point is that this whole show revolves around Xavier trying to change the past and the future at the same time by like sending messages. Exactly. And that's part of why it's kind of fun because it's like, well, maybe this really is all in the same timeline. Like maybe Xavier went further back in time at one point and like yep. made a bunch of changes that ended up making this shit happen instead. That sounds like something he would do and not tell anyone happened. Yeah, I know. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Xavier's been really good at just like doing shit and not telling them and be like, I don't go into people's brains without their permission or I'll alter and universes especially in the mutant ages the comic book absolutely not so okay before we get so into that this kind of like a previously on the x-men that we just did for the mutant ages canon where we just like went over all the characters on the show but we should do a we real did. previously on the x-men okay so previously on the x-men i don't know how much of this is actually relevant here other than the fact that as you stated trask is here and he's creating sentinels right that are mm-hmm. going to kill all the mutants that have been funded. Well, he's going to get introduced in this episode. We don't we yeah. don't know it's him. We know yep. that Senator Kelly has funded this in some way along with Warren's dad. Yeah, that is that's pretty much all you really need to know in this episode from the previous episodes. Yeah, they included so much stuff about the Brotherhood in the previously on. And I was really excited because I was like, yay, Brotherhood. And they like showed the whole plot line of the Brotherhood getting the X-Men framed for Senator Kelly's assassination attempt. Sadly, he was not truly assassinated. He's still alive. Well, I think that is important because like that that is what actually allowed the sentinel program to go live is because of the x-men being framed as an attack and the mutant registration act is going live too right which is gonna suck for everyone it is it is but that's all you really need to know for this episode because a lot of the concepts in this episode are introduced into this episode which is really super super helpful yeah the other thing i was gonna say before we get started is that this episode is like really dumb and i love every second of it (laughs) It's so dumb. It's, I think it's the dumbest episode we've seen so far of this show. It's still good and it's fun. I enjoyed it, but it has it has like a 10 minute fight scene at the end that I started to get a little bored. I mean, during. it's really interesting because we're going to talk about it right now. But the opening of this episode is really fucking dark. It fits with this whole universe. And then it like does like a 360 three minutes in, and like <laughs> now that we've done that we're doing like fast and the furious meets oceans 11 at the same time and everyone's but pretty gay. super gay and like they introduce this new character in here which um oh my god what's her name i'm looking it up real quick sybil i think oh sybil and she's only on this show by the way yeah i was i was like okay she was created for this show and she's somebody i'm supposed to hate but instead she's like a sexy evil human version of emma frost who's like yeah, i'm she's, evil or like ada Wan, yeah. and like she's doing all these like cartwheels and shit and like she's doing this whole like charlie's angels things i'm like i don't remember what her deal is or if she switches sides later but like i don't want to root for her because she wants to kill she's us she's a little bit like xanatos you know like she seems yeah. kind of like she's in it for the science and like just fucking yeah, around right. and you know how xanatos also likes to wear like a skin tight costume do cartwheels around stuff (laughs) okay (laughs) listen i don't know maybe he should consider doing that he wouldn't work at valley do we want to start recapping this really dark scene with amara running through the street okay so i'm gonna say right now that maddie and i have not played x-men legends yet on our youtube channel if you're not paying attention to the mutant ages youtube channel please go do that because we're playing through every x-men game over there slowly over the next 65 years and one of those games that ryan just mentioned directly influenced this episode right like the game came out before this episode so x-men legends came out and uh hold on i'm gonna google that real quick x-men legends yeah let's see if i'm right or not since i just stated that so confidently okay so x-men legends came out in 2004 and it was the first of the marvel games that were sort of the dungeon crawlers that eventually turned into ultimate alliance and uh superhero squad and continue to make games like this but it's actually started off like everything else in the video game world for Marvel as an X-Men series. 
And the opening sequence of that game is you playing as this white girl, Amara, mm-hmm. uh, in a very similar outfit where she's running across New York City, being chased by cops and shit because her powers are going out of control. Yeah. And she's essentially done one of her magma earthquakes into New York. So there's like lava flowing everywhere. And the X-Men come to save her. And she's trying to get away from humans. That's important in this episode, at least. But I don't know if that's true in the video game or but not. But it's this it's the same scene as the game. And it, it's really interesting they pulled from it. Because even when the game came out, I felt like using Amara as the protagonist of that game and that the character that we could relate to was like a super strange choice when they could have done like Kitty Pride or something mm-hmm. or like Jubilee. But I mean, still having a teen girl be your way in. Okay. Well, Jubilee's in the game. Okay. Fun fact. When the game came out, I didn't buy it right away just cause like, I was like, Oh, that's cool. And we were in, do you remember EBX? Mm-hmm. Like before it was EB games and GameStop. Yep. I was like up in EBX and I was looking at, like they had the demo playing like on a TV or something. And then I picked up the strategy guide. I was flipping through it. Oh wait, I think it. you I was, told this story. Are you going to say I you saw it. Emma Frost was playable and then you yeah, instantly okay, bought the game? Right. Yeah, that's right. And Jubilee. You told this story on the uh, podcast. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's I tell okay. Let's tell it series. every week. It's okay, fine. So next week I'll remind you all that I picked up this yep. game. But Jubilee is one of the playable characters. And I was like, why didn't they just use Jubilee? But whatever. That is kind of odd. But it's also even more odd. This is the character that they choose for this episode that aired in February 2009. They're kind of reusing the same plot point again, just because I guess they liked it, where Amara is running through the streets, getting chased by these tanks. She is leaving magma footprints, melting, yeah, the like melting the sidewalk. She eventually starts going full fire mode, magma mode. I made a comment here where she's like literally doing nothing wrong. She's I think she's, yeah, she's in just panic running mode because people are shooting at her. And so it's making her nervous and she's setting off her own powers. And she also doesn't know how to use her powers yet. I mean, this is a classic situation that leads to a kid ending up at, at the Xavier Institute or hopefully uh, not at the Xavier Institute, hopefully at like the Massachusetts Academy or somewhere else. But uh, anyway, Amara is lighting on fire because she doesn't know how to control her powers. That's the other reason why I feel like this has to be a different version of Amara, because the Amara we know does know how to control her powers. Right. Unless unless her powers got out of control. But I don't believe that the Amara we know would ask Wolverine to turn off her powers for good. I just don't believe that. Maybe, but I also think about that cruise control episode where she really couldn't control her powers until she was like in the middle of a volcano. But like, Mm -hmm. and like that was like a whole thing for her because Boom Boom was like, I don't get it. Why can't you control your powers anymore? Right. But I just feel like that Amara went through all that as a teenager. And this one that we're seeing now is once again a teenager. I don't know. It just feels like it's a different character. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you're you are probably right. It's better than my theory, which is really dark in which I'm like she regresses it, horribly and also physically looks different. No, you like, you know how in the comics she's like trying to hide by black facing, which is a horrible thing to do. And yeah. But in this, it's like she's white facing. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, is she white facing just so like the cops don't find her faster? Because that that's really super tragic. fucked up and super dark. But like, also, I believe that in this universe, like, I I don't know. I just I think I'm standing by my original theory, which is like it's the same as the Lance situation, where it's just a completely different character. Right. It's just a find and replace for the comic book version. You know. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. So basically, Wolverine shows up screaming while an MRD is filling him on a gopro he throws a collar like a boomerang onto amara i wrote that too i was like how the fuck did he do that like wolfrey does not have that coordination he doesn't at all but for some reason he does on this show every now and then he's like pulling a link he's just like i found this blue boomerang that goes really fucking fast and we're like okay it's kind of wild that wolverine can do this i anyway so the the collar this is one of these um i feel like every single x-men show eventually incorporates the anti-mutant callers at some point in some plot line. I don't know right. why, but it just it always happens sooner or later. There's just sort of this fascination with the idea of a mutant mutation repelling device. So he throws it onto Amara and the, the collar cancels out her abilities and she just regresses back to looking like a regular human little girl. And then And then and then after this incredibly dark scene, we just do a 360 right here right now it just changed the entire tone of the episode in which yep. it like goes to this new character sybil zang yeah who is i don't know what her ethnicity is but she's not white she's like asian i guess yeah i think black that's, hair i mean it's like the way that asian characters were animated in this time period she's darker toned she's really cool she's wearing like an all white yeah. suit she looks like she's doing this whole ada wan thing and she's like sexily standing there like an austin powers <laughs> evil babe yeah. and she's like i just got this tape from mr sinister and it's a tape of wolverine throwing a collar like a boom 
boomerang and it's a sex thing. She's like, this is what I want. And she turns around and in the room, I didn't understand what this was at first, but okay, in I the feel room, like we, we like needed Katie to show up at your apartment to tell you that every single character in this fucking I don't know if these characters room. were like real or not, but it was Katie like... Katie would know, but I it was the fucking Thieves Guild, apparently. I wrote, I wrote down, who the fuck are all these pirate gays? <laughs> and they didn't realize it's it was so going to turn out to be actually the Thieves Guild, which is really funny because it like is. And, and they're all wearing like totally different costumes. Like this one girl's wearing like a giant purple cape and her hair mm-hmm. is like sticking up to the ceiling this other dude this like black dude in the backgrounds is wearing like a belly shirt like from the <laughs> 90s and it's got like the union jack symbol on it and, and then like there's a like a guy next jewelry. to him who's wearing like tight jeans and has like an eye patch on and i was like what the fuck is everyone wearing like this literally looks like a bunch of butt pirates just showed up at this woman's house and this like sexy babe is like you none of you are into me except for you because you're a girl and i'm into that and it's like <laughs> What is happening? It's like she just swung by the gay bar and was like, hey, anybody want to do some crimes? It and it's really like, looks like a gay on? bar. It's really funny. And then it flashbacks to Amara getting her powers under control. And then Sybil turns to the pirates and she's like, that thing shuts down people's powers. And everyone in the room just starts laughing. And I was like, why are they laughing? What's happening? And she's like, somebody needs to get it for me. And like, this is when I figured out. One of the pirate guys, the, we realized why they're laughing. And I actually kind of liked this is that he's like, you want us to take it from the X-Men? Good luck with that lady. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Like these guys don't want to take on the X-Men. Was that the guy that was like dressed in like full Boba Fett armor? I feel like we're like at a gay bar on Halloween (laughs) slash nerd convention (laughs) slash (laughs) New Orleans pride parade it it was like a lot was going on I don't know and then Gambit reveals he's there. Okay, the Gambit reveal. No, we need to describe this shit. Because, <laughs> because first we hear Gambit with his sexy ass voice in the background going, I'll steal it for you, Cher. And like, I thought he was walking in the room. No, he was secretly in the back of the room, lounging in an armchair <laughs> behind every single person. Why was there one armchair that Gambit somehow got? ahead of everyone else who's standing in front of him and they I like don't part know. like the red gay seat in order to reveal oh, sexy gambit lounging there. Like, he's like sprawled out on it too and sexually like and he's like some cards around as he's sprawled out sexually he goes the question is can you afford me which i don't even know what to say honestly the, the, like, the jokes about gambit being a sex worker continue on and on like this is like the same as x-men evolution where he was talking about working the streets when he was a kid and like living on the streets slash working the streets slash doing tricks interpretation of tricks intentionally left vague anyway then the intro plays it's like great stuff that's not the music i've really enjoyed the intro i've been watching it every time Anyway, uh, so then we go back after the opening credits and Logan goes to Amara. And so this is like your theory where they've replaced a few characters with their comic book versions. But I feel like the history from X-Men Evolution is still there is happening because Logan and Amara seem to know each other here. And I was like, what? It does kind of seem that way, but it's like maybe this is a different timeline courtesy of Xavier, according to our new headcanon, where... They did know each other. It's just that this is a different Amara. I do like this new headcanon that the Mutant Ages comic book where Xavier is changing reality is the reason that Wolverine the X-Men exists. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Amara, they're actually outside of like a private airplane hangar. Right. And there's like a private plane that Amara's about to get on with her rich daddy to go back to South America. And this is actually, I thought this is actually a really weird thing that her dad was like, get on the plane, Amara. And I was like, yeah. wait a second, like, are you Celine right now? Yeah. But Celine shows up later on in the show completely separate from Amara, which is so interesting. Right. I, th- I don't know if they just were going to do that later, but the dad seems so mad. And Amara's like, okay, I guess I have to get on the plane. But she asks Logan if she can keep the collar like forever because she wants to just stay in the closet forever, which is like really sad. Yeah, and Logan's like, no, it's going to give you cancer or something. Yeah, he's like, it's not healthy to wear it for too long, which I think he might be lying to her or being like, it's not emotionally healthy to wear it for too long because this is a completely new piece of technology that Forge just developed. It is created by Forge, so it probably is dangerous to some degree. (laughs) It's like Forge's like, I created this thing that can shut off any mutants abilities and it also expels more radiation than a nuclear power plant, so don't wear it for too long. (laughs) 
like okay. that is something that fork would say <laughs> yeah you're probably right anyway so logan takes it and like puts it into a container that allows the radiation to not leak i don't <laughs> know why he has that and then he dramatically steps into the yeah. shadows and i was like logan why did you do that uh, and then we go back to the X-Mansion yep. where Forge reveals that he has created the power dampener, which obviously we just spoiled that. So you know mm-hmm. that. And Logan's like, well, the MRD chased Amara into a populated area. So yes. the news could catch Amara causing the damage in the public per Senator Kelly. So basically Senator Kelly arranged, like he basically was like, yeah. I know that this mutant exists. We're going to target her house and chase her like across the city. So she freaks out and sets a bunch of shit on fire. And then we can be like, look how bad mutants are and thank God the MRD was there to stop her. Yeah, and kill her, which is definitely what they were about to do. Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Logan's takeaway from this is like, you gotta work harder, Forge, because we need more collars and we're gonna need to use them, which I'm like, Logan, why are you putting people back in the closet? What are you, What's your plan here? I don't know. It kind of feels... I kind of like that part of the episode, though, because it's like nobody really knows what to do. You know what I mean? Like, this is it's like, like one of those scenarios where I feel like they really, really need like Jean Grey around. Like, I know that Emma's a great candidate for this, too. But like, I do feel like Jean Grey knows this is going on. Like, Emma's not in this episode. Really. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Logan's answer to trying to help people with their powers is to turn them off where I feel like Jean or Emma would be like, let's train them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Storm is also not in this episode, and I feel like she... Basically, all the female characters would be like, uh... <laughs> okay, there's like a scene at the end of this where all the X-Men are in the kitchen ex- except for Storm, and I'm kind of like, was this scene supposed... This episode, was this supposed to happen before, before the one we just watched? Because that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I wonder if it was, and if they thought that the Overflow episode was a stronger episode, so they put it earlier than this one. Yeah, or, or they wanted Storm there sooner because all the stuff that's happening in this episode is directly related to Hindsight Part 3. You're right. So it could just as easily have aired prior, but it also, I mean, who knows? Yeah, we, I, we I really feel like sometimes they air episodes in a slightly different order based on the pacing of a season overall. And they probably wanted the first several episodes to be really strong. And this episode is it's fine, but it's a little goofier. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I think you're right that it wouldn't have worked as like episode four. Yeah. But first, we go to Kitty who's wearing her pajamas from X-Men Evolution. And she's either watching gay porn or messaging Danny. We don't really know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. So then she shuts her laptop and puts it into a bag. I was like, wow, Kitty is like into her laptop security Um, and then goes to sleep. We see a quick shot of Emma brushing her hair, mostly so that we can then do a joke where we see Beast brushing his hair, but it's really him brushing his fur and he's like brushing his entire body. I'm telling you, Emma Frost and Beast like in the like they do not spend enough time at it with it in the comics but these two are similar in so many ways <laughs> mm-hmm. they really do juxtapose them here which was kind of fun to say I, I enjoyed that and then we go to logan who's talking to charles in his snow white box and logan is saying all this sad stuff he's like i'm doing my best charles i am but there's kids out there struggling with their powers and i don't know what to do i like put a, a weird closeting collar on one and i feel really bad and like weird about it but like I don't have anyone to talk to anymore. And then he just like gets up and walks away because like he Meanwhile, doesn't Beast have an is answer. standing there at the door. He's like, but you can talk to me, Logan. And Logan's like, if there was only anyone around. <laughs> yeah. Then we get to see Logan waking up naked in bed. He's finally Thank naked. God. He's finally yeah. not wearing clothes like he's supposed to. And he sniffs the air. And runs he's like, down the hallway. Fuck. Yeah. And he like runs away and he runs through the expansion. And he finds that the elevator has been pried open with Gambit's staff. Yeah. And then he goes downstairs into like the sub basements and sees that a bunch of the doors have blown up. A logo just turns to the camera. He goes, my ex-boyfriend Remy is here. Yeah. And we also see like a hole in the wall, which is where the safe was that they were storing the collar in. So Gambit right. stole the sex collar. He's going to finally get it on with Rogue, courtesy of this, this seriously, collar. I, honestly, that seems like a good reason. He keeps on wanting to keep it. So why not? I know. And then I Logan know. gets on his bike. And this whole scene's also super gay, where Logan's like slowly putting on all of his motorcycle gear again, it's, like he did on x Evolution. It's like he puts on his mask and then he puts on the helmet over the mask. Oh, my God. Power Rangers guitars are there. It is kind of like sniffs that. the air. He sniffs his ex. Um, and then we see a, a new scene with Gambit 
and yes. he is delivering the collar to Sybil, who drives a red sports car, which like, why? I don't, she's so flashy. This is it's Fast like and Furious. I am telling you, like this, this episode started off so dark and now we're just in Fast and the Furious. I don't know we if really you've seen are. the Fast and the Furious movies, but I've seen most of them. And I, even though they're dumb, I love the fuck out of them. And that is the energy of this episode. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. So he walks up to her and hands her the collar. And he's like, as promised. And she's like, your fee as promised and a bonus and gives him like double the fee in these two huge bags. So it's like a huge amount of cash, basically. Yeah, this is back in the day where we we're still doing cash transactions. Not like now. We're yeah, like, not like now where it's all like crypto and yeah. like, oh, oh, well, I thought you meant like the way that crime has changed. But yeah, oh, no, also, no, 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 no one right gets any money too. anymore. Yeah, it's like all digital now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Gambit's like, What's this for? And she's like, your silence. This transaction never happened. And he's like, they never do. And like sexually walks away again. He does everything sexually on the show. Um, so then we see Sybil driving away and she calls somebody on her cell phone. Um, and she's like, we have the caller. And then we hear Senator Kelly's voice on the other end. And he's like, thank you, Miss Zane. You may proceed as planned. And we're like, shit, Senator Kelly knows about the caller. This is not good, folks. No. Nope. Forge probably shouldn't have invented this technology at all, even though it helped Amara and saved her life. It's also like, is it really worth developing this? You know, Forge is always doing this where he is like creating this machinery that could like cancel out mutants' powers. I know. But then nobody like sits there and is like, Forge, you're a bad person. But if Beast does anything at all, they're like, Beast, you're evil. And it's like, yeah. they're both doing the same shit, A guys. lot of like, characters are evil sometimes in X-Men. And that's why it's well, that's fun. I that's know, why it's I know. fun to and read. They're sexy. I know. Wait, so Remy leaves the warehouse. Talk about evil and sexy. <laughs> yeah, oh, my Remy God. No, so Gambit leaves the warehouse and he sees Logan's motorcycle. He's like, he's like oh, Knows my. who it is. He's like, oh, my fucking God. It's Logan. Gambit's ex-boyfriend is here. Yeah. And uh, this is when I was like, he really looks like X-Men Evolution Gambit again. Yeah. And so Gambit throws a card at Logan and is like super sexy about it mm -hmm. he's like i see somebody's angry and is like flirting with him i know and, and logan is like the caller bub and gambit's like too late my friend it has already been converted into cash and <laughs> logan's like who has it and gambit's like i didn't get her name but she may have given me a car you know what when you said who has it i just thought of you as atomica blue and demon but just like sitting there it? like it's like <laughs> Robbie has the chip, but now he doesn't have it. So who has it? And I'm like, and I run into smack into mystic. And then for some reason, keep running. I just watched that today. <laughs> anyway. So Atomica screams, who has it? And Gambit goes, I didn't get her name. She may have given me a card, which is purely him setting up a joke where he throws a card at Wolverine's face and is like, sorry, that's one of mine. Um, and then Gambit runs into a warehouse and tries to lock the door behind him. But what's the point? Logan cuts an X in the door. There's a bunch of fighting and card throwing and fire. You're not even like pointing out how stupid this fight it's is so when Logan stupid. cuts an X at the door and Remy like jumps away, but Logan's not there. And Remy's yeah. like, he goes to blow up the door and he's like, you want more money me? And then Logan somehow in that like five seconds has climbed to the roof and is now and jumping through, the, through skylight. the skylight. Yeah. Like why? I don't even know what the, they, they spent like at least two minutes rolling on the ground and saying all these gay catchphrases at each other. Like, oh, you want to dance all night? Yeah. Like say la vie. Want to deal again? Like <laughs> Let me cut the deck. <laughs> sexy and it's like i don't know what's going on right now oh my god so then logan goes to grab gambit and he's like tell me who the buyers are so i'm gonna kiss you and i was like why are they so close like i was taking there was like so many moments in this where logan and gambit are like two like, inches away from kissing nose. and like touching each and other it's like giving him a little love nip on the tip of his nose like uh, uh, uh. and like twisting his nip a little bit i was yeah, like, it's like oh uh, my what's god going on? and so gambit is like rule number one of the thieves guild never reveal the client and i'm like how is that the rule like to whom whatever it's dumb yeah but logan calls it out like two seconds he later does. he's like that's not a rule shut the fuck <laughs> up yeah he's also like that collar will be used against mutants you knew that right and gambit's like yeah and logan's like you still sold out your kind for a little cash and gambit's like no, I sold out my kind for a large amount of cash. There is a difference, which very Gambit. <laughs> Katie always quotes this one scene, by the way. It's also like, did Gambit really know what he was doing? I mean, I guess he kind of knew, but like how much attention was he really paying in that moment? Who knows? Oh, I know. I know. So then Logan picks up the two bags of money and throws them into the huge amount of fire that's like right there from Gambit throwing cards everywhere and just burns all the cash instantly. Okay, wait, this made me laugh so hard though because Gambit goes, are you insane? And Logan just goes, probably. And I was like, <laughs> oh 
my god <laughs> it's also funny because gambit screaming are you insane is like also a moment where he breaks character kind of like up to now he's been like the charming gentleman thief like saying sexy one-liners but like as soon as logan throws the money in the fire he like stops for yeah. like a full minute and is like are you fucking kidding me right now? Like this was a sexy <laughs> game we were playing. You just like threw $2 million into a bonfire. Like I need money to live. You're like gonna live no matter what happens to you because oh you're cursed. God. But like other people need money, Logan. Other people don't have Warren as their little butt butler. And like Logan's like, whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I know it's really funny. Uh, so, so then funny. Logan's like, now you're gonna take me to your the client or whatever the buyer the buyer and Gambit's like I don't know who that is and Logan's like rule number two you do know all your customers so like that's not a great comeback Logan but whatever no, and then Gambit not. smiles he's, Gambit's like oh okay hmm, I'm into this now so then we cut over to Sybil and it's playing like wagon midnight music from like the racing game in the arcades and it's like in a convertible it's like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like initial <laughs> days is happening yeah fast and furious is happening she's driving so fast here for no reason by the way she's, she's doing like, some like tokyo drift through, shit i don't like, know like the railroad crossing signs and stuff like it's like why is she in such a hurry it's so pointless I don't know. she like she like literally drives through the gate dramatically and the guard has to like jump out of the way and she's blasting her techno yeah. and it's like time to get our initial d on and i was like oh my god <laughs> and then she has to like use a handprint to enter this weird warehouse and then drives onto the lab floor and like trask walks up and was like can you stop driving into the building all the time <laughs> like literally that's his first line is him being like why do you smash your car into my lab every single afternoon and she's like shut the fuck up i brought the collar <laughs> It's hilarious. Trask is like, why couldn't I go do this? Why couldn't Senator Kelly sent me to go out to do all this? And Sybil's like, uh, because your fucking sentinels went haywire the second we revealed them. So you're lucky you even have a fucking job, you fucking loser. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I kind of loved that she immediately negged him, by the way, because I was like, Trask always sucks and is like always kind of a loser. And I like that they maintain that in this too. I also, I also need to point out that we have not described a lot of scenes, but we are already halfway through the episode. There's not a lot to describe. I knew this would be another quick one because like it's it's simple there's so much time spent with logan and remy rolling around in the warehouse and then there's also these like so many scenes of fucking Sybil driving around in our car that's just for like several minutes which is like why why is it fast and furious so logan and gambit are in the warehouse are like oh no 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 they're, 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 outside. they're, they're outside. outside they're outside yeah they're outside logan and gambit are spying on it and gambit's like i don't even know what the fuck this shit is anymore like what movie are we doing right now <laughs> yeah, i love that logan is like where are we and gambit is like I don't know my client. Like I was trying to tell you before, this is just a place she goes a lot. Like I don't have any information about I don't know anything. what the fuck she does. I know. And Logan goes, well, looks like she likes to live dangerously. So this is her lucky day, Bob. And then he starts running. <laughs> and Gambit just goes, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he actually literally says, excuse me, which is really funny. And Logan's just like, why can't I just smash the walls? And Gambit's like, because it's fucking dumb, Mona me. Now like, do it my way. Yeah, I love this too, that he like steps in front of logan and he's like they start, oh they start flirting again and gambit's like sexually caressing logan's chest i took a picture of it and was like this yeah. is gay right like yeah what? he's yeah gambit's like you hired me for my skills eh allow me to use them and logan's like i don't see what's wrong with having no tactical prowess whatsoever it works for me every time because i'm immortal and gambit just laughs and I he's like it's like ah like, oh, i thought you were gonna go down on my dick but whatever <laughs> and gambit goes an excellent plan b but let's start with a little more subtle approach shall we this episode's really gay it's like logan and gambit flirting with each other and this like woman doing charlie's angels shit in the background this is not a heterosexual episode at all not at all so gambit points up at a water tower which they like climb up to and then leap off some roofs kind of like gargoyles style and then like yeah logan (laughs) this these scenes are pretty funny logan goes now what air ducks and gambit's like only in the world of cinema in real life they'd never hold and then he blows a hole in the roof and just (laughs) pops inside which is really funny Okay, the next scene is really funny, too, because Logan lands inside and Logan just stands there and watches Gambit, like, take out a bunch of guards on his own. And then Gambit turns around. He's, like, like, checking Gambit out and, like, completely distracted. And then Gambit, like, turns around. He's like, are you always this much help? And Logan is like, uh, sorry. (laughs) And it's, like, really funny. No, no, Logan, I think, says, yep. I think that's literally his line. He goes, yep. And Gambit's (laughs) like, oh, my God, this caveman cannot do anything. (laughs) 
So then Logan runs out of the door, getting ready to claw that, and Gambit steps in front of him seductively again, and he's like crushing his stomach. He's like, he like holds up his fingers, like just watch me, watch me use my finger, Mona me. And Gambit like unlocks a door with a lot of kinetic energy, Scott mm-hmm. Summer style. Like we don't know how his powers work, but they could be related. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Gambit and Logan spy on Sybil at this point. Yeah, and I love this line where Gambit's like. Sybil Zane, beautiful, ain't she? Sadly, role number three prevents me from fucking her. And Logan's like, <laughs> I don't want to know, blah, blah, la 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 He doesn't <laughs> like caring about heterosexual sex, and who can blame him? Uh, it's gross. I know. It's, although I do like that the line literally was, like, they stop him right before he says fuck, and I'm like, wow, yeah. show. Okie dokie. Yeah, he's like, if not for rule number three, which sadly prevents me and her from yeah. fucking. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. And so then... Gambit points out Trask and he's like, that scoundrel? I don't know him. And Logan's like, that's Bolivar Trask. I already know him for some reason. Maybe because we were on a previous show together. Anyway, he's the gadget <laughs> man behind the MRD, which means it's Senator Kelly who wanted the collar. Yeah, actually, this tracks for X-Men Evolution because, like, yeah. fucking Trask tortured Logan for a while. So he would know him. So maybe he just has a right. different design because of Xavier's time travel. Sure, I'm going with sure. it. Sure, time travel's real. Yeah, and so Gambit is like, well, for an added fee, I could devise a strategy for stealing the collar back. <laughs> and Logan's like, let's go with my plan. And Gambit's like, which is? and logan is like plan b and like leaps off the catwalk and like Screamy. tears a huge machine apart and like throws it at trask and knocks the collar onto the floor where it bounces away and zane just quietly puts her little like High stiletto heel. heel on top of the collar sexually and is like hello boys you're idiots i'm a power lesbian bad and- move boys <laughs> and i'm like oh my god this is like <laughs> And it's like one of those sexy girl things that I'm like, yeah, this isn't written for like straight men to be attracted to because like, no, this because is... she's like a sexy dominatrix. I mean, OK, so there are certainly straight men who are into that, but they're in the minority. But they are. And Sybil shoots Logan into some crates because Logan like immediately gets knocked out. And then Gambit's leaning against Sybil's car and it's playing like some fast and furious too. music. It's like like the music does actually change here where before it was doing like the instrumental symphony shit. And then it's like, do, 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 And I'm like, we're doing oceans. Yeah, Gambit's like sexy heist music is on. Yeah, I love his sexy heist music, by the way. Gambit needs his own fucking M- like MCU Disney Plus show. I would watch the shit out of that. That would be really fun. It would be a lot of fun. And Gambit's like, give me the collar, Sherry, and I won't blow up your car. And Sybil's like, we had a deal. Leave my car alone. And Gambit's like, and now we have a new one. You give me the collar and I convince my friend not to kill you. Sybil Zane, I don't think, realizes that he charged her car because he walks away from it and she walks towards it yeah. and then it explodes and she gets knocked out for a second and she drops the collar yeah. and Gambit catches a collar and Logan rushes towards it but then Gambit like loops it up with his staff and yoinks the collar away and he's like once again the prize is mine this seems like a yeah. good time to renegotiate our agreement no and it's okay flirty. this is another scene where Logan gets ready to kiss him again and I was yeah. like oh my they're god both, what is they're both like cat and mouse you know Batman Catwoman classic Gambit shit where he's just flirting with every single person and stealing stuff from them to continue the relationship. (laughs) Um, And so Gambit uh, pushes away Logan and is basically like, double pay is not worth it, especially putting up with you. There's not a negotiation of the terms that he's going to agree with, basically. Yeah. And then a bunch of lasers hit them and they both fall down. Logan catches the collar. Wait, there's like there's like this whole scene where Gambit starts doing all these like cartwheels and jumps and rolls across the floor. And yeah. I'm like, damn, this is like the stories they used to write back in the of day. Like a 15 minute fight scene that like lasts the entire rest of the episode, by the way, where like thousands of lasers are shooting I mean, like, at the two of them. There's a bunch of lasers and them taking out guns. At one point, Gambit picks a bunch of uh, picks up a bunch of tiny screws, which he charges yeah. and throws to blow up the guns. And I, I, I read a note here. This is Gambit's pretty cool IMO, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Gambit is pretty cool. I really liked when he was throwing the screws and the bullets. I and stuff. Gambit it's like in he's a episode. human gun. Like he's like throwing these charged bullets at everything. It's pretty. He's cool. looking great. I love Gambit. And meanwhile, Logan's taking the gun and ceiling and turning against Trask. And Trask is running, around, running away and screaming. And there's, yeah. like, more screws flying around. Sybil wakes up, and she decides to, like, go on her, like, computer really quick. And she's, like, turning on, like, the prowlers. And yeah, we see from a the computer. A, yeah, the, the computer says master mold on there it real does. quick. So it does. So we know that's coming up. Um, yeah. So she turns on all the prowlers, and they start, like, showing up and aiming at Gambit. And, like, these are the creepy spiders again. And yes. Logan... <laughs> 
<laughs> Logan is still on the weird gun that's hanging from the ceiling for a he second and then just like crashes the to the ground at one point, which is like very funny. It's like funny how incompetent Logan is at like being a graceful ballerina. I don't know because in like, the background, Gambit Gambit's is. doing like a whole floor show where he's like rolling around and shit. Like uh, around Logan, the spider and being like, haha, can't catch me. Okay, I'm the there's like this man. whole scene where Logan's gonna be like cutting up this prowler, and then later on he's like, I can't do it. And it's like, I don't know why you can't do it, but okay. <laughs> that scene is hilarious. Okay, we're like uh, almost there. So, like in the background, um, after Zane set off all the prowlers, Trask runs up to her, like having a full on panic attack. And he's like, the prowlers are running wild. Get out of here. And Zane is kind of <laughs> like, uh, I guess I won't tell him I'm the person who set all of them off. And she just like quietly <laughs> follows him, which I thought was interesting and fun. So yeah, that's why I'm like, Trask, I don't remember her track on this. Like, yeah, she, I know she comes up a lot. So I don't she know. She might kind of sides. like evil neutral in the sense that she just was like, <laughs> I like chaos. Um, So the two of them hop into a trap door and they escape. And so, so Logan, because yeah, of course it's like a trap door, by the yeah, way, because it I is like truly know. like Ocean's Eleven shits happening at this or point. Like I don't know. Like, or I like He-Man, like Mission Impossible. I don't know. Like, they just like <laughs> run through it and they they close the thing, and Logan and Gambit can't find it, even though this one tile on the floor is like white and Clearly the rest of it's blue. Door. Yeah. I don't know. And so Logan's so running Logan over and Gambit, Gambit are like stuck behind cover f- with this prowler right. outside shooting at the two of them, and Logan sees that Gambit still has the bolts in his hand, and he's like just fucking throw the bolts at this prowler what are you doing yeah and gambit's like sure just give me the collar and logan's like what are you out of your mind and gambit's like the collar mona me he's like i can fuck rogue now yeah and so then <laughs> logan puts the collar in its stupid little cd case and throws the case at gambit and of course this is important information because he's he's actually secretly pocketing the collar and only giving gambit the case yeah i'm sure su- i'm surprised gambit fell for this since when is logan this good at this kind of thing i just don't, I, that's I, the I, least believable part of the episode is that logan is good at sleight of hand as opposed to gambit. <laughs> yeah right doesn't Usually make any sense tangled in his own claws on the way so i don't they know should have swapped this one and had gambit be the one like sneaking the collar away from logan I, somehow I, I don't know so so he throws him that case and Gambit charges the screws and he goes, nah, he just like blows up a hole and jumps out the door, like out or this door. He j- yeah, just, like jumps out right. the hole that he just created. Right. And he's like, Logan, you're going to be able to figure it out without me. So I'm not actually worried about you. But Logan's like really annoyed for yeah. some reason. I think because he like wanted Gambit to stick around and be his friend or something. I don't I can't right. think why I don't, else I don't really he's know. so mad here because it's like. You gave him the collar. Why did you give him the collar? I don't know. Because then outside, Gambit opens up the little case and he sees that it's empty. And Gambit goes, that swine. And then he looks over at Logan, smiles sexily. And he's like, actually, that was kind of hot. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, "Mm, Logan got one over on me. I wouldn't have expected it from that dumbass. I guess he's a little (laughs) smarter than I thought. And it's like, what is happening? By the way, we do not see Logan fight these prowlers or get out. Because it now just cuts the X-Men. And it's like all the (laughs) X-Men in the kitchen. Kind of funny though, I gotta say. It's like, oh my god, it's like everything I wrote in high school where it's just <laughs> all the characters are like making breakfast and sitting yes. around the table, which is such a classic Ryan Wright's Gino. Like they're all half asleep and everybody's silently making breakfast. Yeah. And Logan storms into the room with all of his clothes torn off. Like, like he's just covered naked. in soot. And he just yeah. throws the collar down onto the breakfast table and he goes, We need better locks. <laughs> That's the end of the episode, That's by the way. End. And everyone's just staring at him, be like, Logan, where did you even come from? By the way, I don't know if you know. <laughs> It's a beast look like a total babe in this one scene. He, he, was, he didn't have any lines, but he looked he looks fucking great. hot. I was like, damn great. beast. I, huh. I mostly just like that everyone was completely silent here. I don't know why. I just thought it was really funny. This show does a lot of silent moments with the characters just hanging out. Uh, I think it's funny because like they all are so used to Logan's <laughs> stupid dramatic bullshit. They're like sitting there and they're like, hey. And they're like, Logan's not here, but like who knows if he's going to show up or not. And then he just like storms in and no- it's nobody like cares. standing there be like, hey, do you guys want scrambled or sunny side up eggs? And Kitty's just like, oh, I want this. And Bobby's like, oh, I want this. And like, okay, cool. Then Logan's screams and runs in the room he's like i'm naked and we need better locks and everyone just stares at him he just runs away and they like and they like take a beat and then the conversation just continues as though nothing just happened yeah they're like so do you want any toast like i feel like that would be so funny i know that's like a very like buffy joss whedon type of thing to happen but it is i don't know it's pretty great i feel as if that was the vibe there they're like oh logan's being crazy again like he's logan being crazy he's just standing there like like, calmly rolling his eyes be like i guess i gotta go check on him like (laughs) 
So like, it's yeah, also but- like kind of Logan's fault for telling Forge to make the collar in the first place, which then immediately became like a political hot potato that was getting traded to every faction ever. And Logan's like, oh shit, I created a piece of technology that shouldn't exist. I guess we should destroy it and it should never appear in an episode again. Oh my because God. it's like, there's no good thing to do with this collar, really. Like the Amara thing was a good idea. I don't know how else you could have gotten her out of that quick enough. But like, don't make these collars, man. I hope this doesn't come back because it's such a bad idea. I think it does have to because it has something to do with like the Sentinels. I think. I I honestly don't remember because like every episode introduces a new plot line that does tie into the rest of the show. So there's Mm -hmm. like literally like 10 things going on and I cannot remember how it all... Like, eventually, we just do the whole fucking new X-Men Sentinels on Genosha thing. Right. Well, I mean, we already have Genosha. Like, they've already introduced so much stuff when it comes to that. And, I mean, they've included the callers already. So, hey, here we go, you know? I give it this show credit for trying to take on more than, like, it really could have for a kid's TV show. It was like, we're just going to introduce all these very complicated plots very quickly, but also, like, at the right pace. But it's a lot to remember, which is the Mm -hmm. same problem that X-Men the Animated Series had. But, like... This isn't as goofy as that. So, oh, well, this episode did actually feel a little bit X Men TAS in a lot of it ways. Did. And I, I, not okay, a so bad I'm, thing. I give it a four out of five X's because it's not like five X material, but I really enjoyed the shit out of this episode. Like, it's so much fun. I thought about giving it a three, but like, it's good. It's and fun. I still recommend I it. I don't know. I mean, like, we enjoy watching Fast and Furious movies, which also aren't good, but like, we keep I watching like them. Gambit, so there's some know? sort of like appeal. Yeah. And Gambit is doing this whole like, Fast and the Furious meets Mission Impossible meets Mission Eleven while fucking like Charlie's Angels is happening in the background and they're like gonna <laughs> do some initial D and like Knight Rider. I don't know. I like it. I like it. I, I'm gonna give it a four out of five X's as well. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I did like It's just fun. There's like nothing complicated here. Well, that's kind of what's interesting about the episode is that although it's just kind of a goofy heist cat and mouse episode with Gambit and Logan. There is something disturbing at the heart of the episode, which is the idea of this collar, which I'm now realizing is maybe a Chekhov's gun situation where like, oh, the collar is actually going to come back. I wasn't sure if this was a one off or it was just like the color doesn't matter. No, this show is actually pretty good at sticking to the plot lines they start. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But for now, it's just fun and dumb. And I like that it was here. I did, too. I like I really like that this show really leaned into Gambit super hardcore flirting with Logan in this like. It's not us interpreting it as this is kind of queer. It's just the show blatantly being like, no, Gambit is hitting on Logan right now. He flirts with everyone. He flirts with Sybil Zane and he flirts with Logan. It's like, that's just how he operates. Can you imagine having Gambit's sexual energy? Like, he is just always (laughs) on. Always. I know. But also, he's like a risk addict. Like, that part is terrifying. Like, Gambit needs, like, fast cars, like, all that shit. He needs to, like, be robbing a bank in order to get off. I mean, that's... That's why he likes Rogue so much because she's always a risk with him. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why he should be so lucky he didn't manage to steal the collar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, keep it I risky, know. man. Keep it, keep it edging all the time. Well, I don't know. Rogue, even when they can't have sex, Rogue and Gambit like have so much shit going on at the same time. Like, they are just two characters who are drama like, queens. <laughs> yeah. And they're like always getting into trouble because that's just who they are as people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love them. They're amazing. So speaking of disaster bisexuals, I guess we have to talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things, but one of those things is being gay. But sometimes it goes beyond symbolic, and the X-Men can be homoerotic, but which X-Men is the gayest today? I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's obvious that it's Logan and Gambit. There really isn't even anything else in here because Gambit and Logan are so into each other. I mean, overall, the episode's just gay thematically. I mean, we're doing like fucking like even I would say that Sybil Zane is gay. I do not get anything but lesbian vibes from she her. She does have a lesbian power suit with stilettos. I right? feel like I I think her fashion choices alone are queer and I love it for her. I do too. She also like doesn't seem interested in Gambit in that way. I'm kind of annoyed that I like her. 
Like, what is this deal? Like, I cannot believe that I like Sybil Zane because she's, she's like villain. effectively she's, she's a fun villain. That's like, oh yeah, I'll destroy the queers, but also at the same time, I am queer. Like, and I kind of feel like that's her vibe. <laughs> well, I'm curious what her deal is. I mean, I guess she. I mean, it's not like it's that weird for a villain to be kind of gay seeming. It's pretty classic, actually. It's just that it's X Men, so like also the heroes seem that way. So it's kind of a different vibe. Okay, but also all the villains in X Men are pretty gay. I mean, look at Mister Sinister. I know. I know. I know. We talk about this every week. I'm not sure if she's going to stay a villain or not. She probably does, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with her. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. Trask is undeniably a villain. I don't think he's gay. He's just annoying. Same with Senator (laughs) Kelly. (laughs) He is really annoying. Like, what the fuck is his deal? But I did like the characterization of him as like dumb and a loser in this. Gambit and Logan, I liked that it felt like they knew each other. Like, that was never fully confirmed confirmed or unconfirmed but like just the way they talk to each other they kind of left the door open you know what i mean i liked that yeah part of it. that's that's why i was like i feel like this is x-men evolution and they knew each other at some point mm-hmm. from x-men evolution i don't know what story probably from one of the many times that he's running around with rogue yeah well i mean they did meet um in new orleans that one time logan was there for that right when they were in the boat chase or whatever wasn't Logan in that episode? I know Storm was. I don't remember. I think he was because I think Storm and Logan like drove the X jet there and were like, why are we going to New Orleans Pride Parade again? And like the kids <laughs> were in the back like, yay, New Orleans. <laughs> that was such a great episode. That was such a good episode. Uh, no, you're right. Logan was driving a boat at some point. I can't remember. There was like a, that episode was really fun. It was. Honestly, any Gambit episode, I'm like, I'm going to have a good time. You know, like it's not, it's never going to do us wrong. It's going to be really gay gonna be really bi it's gonna be gambit you know like it's gonna have the powerful sexual energy that gambit always has you will never be disappointed in this you can't be you can't by the way i'm trying to look up Sybil zane right now and i cannot find her any other episodes oh i think this really? might be her only episode Damn. but i swear to god she was in another one i thought there was another episode she was in but i might be thinking of Dr. Rao, I think she comes in later it looks like Sybil zane comes back in one other episode that's called backlash Okay. That's what I'm finding. And uh Master Mold is in that episode. I don't I don't really remember. So that makes sense. Anyway, so um that's everybody who's gay. That this has been another episode of X-Men the Mutant Ages. <laughs> Yay, we did it again, folks. You guys we get some short episodes. Next week though, okay, you will not. Okay, Ryan, I just want to say if it is an hour long, would we call that a short episode or is that just normal and we're never normal? Like last week it was an I, hour you know episode. The answer to that. And we were like congratulating ourselves at the end of the episode that it was so <laughs> short, and I left that in because I thought it was funny, but I was also like past Ryan and Maddie this is an hour long. Like, I think we did pretty good today. We like. I think so we too. Didn't we talked for an far. hour. It's it's great. All right, well, what the listeners don't know is that we were trying to start this conversation, and I kept on talking about Winnie the Pooh and the I'm ways probably gonna honey leave looks. all that in at the okay, rate we're well, going. Okay, well now y'all know. Uh, great. <laughs> Let me drink some honey. A spoonful of honey makes the coughing go down. I mean, my, my coughing's not been too bad yesterday or today. Yeah, but it probably makes you feel better to have the whole honey in there. Yeah, I've already. Oh, my God. I have to get more. I just bought this two days. I ago. I've already honey. sucked down half the jar. Yum. Have you ever gone through a container of honey in two days? Because I have. <laughs> OK, you're making it sound like it's a drug of some kind when you put it that way. <laughs> I am Winnie like, the Pooh. How fast are you going through your containers of honey? Because I am up to a pack a day. And by a pack, I mean a full bear. I'm talking I'm talking three bears <laughs> a day. I mean, if I want a bear, I'm not going to lure them with honey. No, I'm talking about those little bear-shaped honey bottles. Oh, for once, we're not talking about gay bears. Okay, got no, it. No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. In Kingdom Hearts, I was like playing it on Twitch and we're in, I'm stuck in that Winnie the Pooh level. Oh, my God. This conversation is gone on to like six places already that's okay it's been well that's because i haven't talked to any well i haven't talked to you in three weeks really that's not of, really true you've sent me like 60 messages about how you're coughing well, okay you know what you know what i mean like i haven't physically talked i've been okay i've been like right. healthy enough to like work out and stuff i just have not had a voice but talking about gambit is gonna psych you on up i mean that is true but i was gonna say is that in king of hearts i always i made me forget how the old winnie the pooh cartoons made honey look like it doesn't even look like honey it looks like so good i don't know what they're eating but it looks so good but it is not honey it's not honey 
honey. It looks like marmalade, oh. but it's not marmalade because marmalade is Paddington Bear's preference. Honey is Winnie the Pooh's preference. Anyway, it reminds me of the pizza in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I bet you thought I was going to say something important after I said anyway, but then I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or like the pizza in a Goofy movie. <laughs> Anyway, so this has been another episode, but next week will be a much longer episode because we are going to be introduced to Pixie, who will have her own yes. spotlight. I'm excited for that. I, l- I enjoy Pixie. Yeah, and there's three other characters in that that I will touch on. The light will shine on them briefly. Yeah, kind of like the Morlocks that we did in X-Men Evolution. So it's going to be a longer one. I think this is the episode where Kirk gets to be a pirate of some kind. <laughs> oh my so. God, that sounds incredible. What is the episode called? Uh, episode. It's just called episode. No, yeah. shut up. No, it isn't. What? <laughs> it's called episode. I like how I just like totally like said that completely seriously. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you even saying to me right now? I'm losing my mind. Okay. It's called Excalibur, but Caliber is spelled R-E. It's well, yeah. Excalibur. Oh, oh my God. We got to oh eat some God. food. Hey, Squid Boy. Oh yeah. That's who I'm talking about. Squid Boy. We're going to talk about Squid Boy next week. We're going to talk about the Reavers. It's going to be great. Yeah. Can't wait. So that's next week. But let's talk about plugs. Shall we? Sure. I'm going there. (laughs) Pluggy is back. Pluggy's about to make fun of me for not knowing enough about voice actors again. No. I feel like I didn't even finish that story, which the end of that story was Ryan, like... Making fun of me for not knowing who Phil Lamar was and not knowing that Phil Lamar is a famous voice actor. And I being know. Like, I just feel like I, I already know every single character he's ever played. And I can't believe you don't know. And I was like, I just thought it was cool that he was Hermes. Listen, I just thought it was shocking to me that you loved Futurama and you've seen Justice League and did not know that was I that I don't guy. know every single voice well, actor's he, Yeah, name. but it's like important because he's like a black actor that was like getting a lot of work at, at, at that time. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. And I've watched all. The, these shows that he's been on and i just never paid any attention because i'm a horrible person anyway no, that's the story of phil lamar i mean you were paying attention to the shows so i mean you were there you <laughs> yeah know. but Hermes. now i know his name mutantages.com it's a pretty cool website sciencescene.net will also get you there because that's mr sinister's personal website which is also our personal website um he records all of our episodes he does all the editing for us thanks mr sinister just kidding it's me who does it And we have so many ways you can contact us. You can find them on the right-hand side of uh, mutantages.com. We've got our email address, themutantages at gmail.com. We have our Discord server link. And there's all kinds of channels in there for uh, MCO discussion, comic book discussion, questions if you want to send us questions. Uh, We have a voicemail inbox, which is 1-508-319-1668. And last but not least, we have a P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You could send us physical mail. You can. Whatever you want. We're here for it. We can't stop you. No. I mean, the U.S. Postal Service might have some some qualms with some things you could send, but we don't. Send anything. (laughs) Send, Send us your shit. We want it. Send Ryan a bottle of honey. He needs it. And we unbox it on our... Yeah, we do. I do. I've, I'm just glad my voice is back. But also, I was going to say, um, you know, we unbox those special things on our YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm like learning how to talk again, apparently. Uh, special things. We <laughs> unbox those gifts that you sent us. Special. Special, special things. things. I know some special things. Do you want to see what I can do? That's special. <laughs> <laughs> I can twist and shout, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get this fucker out of here. Anyway, I think I can't do this show without Pluggy interrupting me. I can't do my Twitch streams without Cloaky interrupting. It's just constantly. But I was trying to say that that we still like assuming someone started listening to this show during Wolverine and the X-Men, they still would have no idea who Pluggy is or why we keep talking about Cloaky. Also, I have to tell I have to interrupt this moment, Maddie, to tell you that when I was streaming the other day, (laughs) Eli from a demon, the gambler, Eli, the one and only Eli Badra, notorious actor who played gambler popped into my Twitch (laughs) for the first time and was like using it, it was his old screen name that he's always had and i was like oh yep. hey eli and he was like oh my god i can't believe you remember my screen name and i was like dude you haven't changed it in 20 it's, years and also it's that same one. 
it's Miles Tegg, right? I, yes. And then, and then. I'm calling him out. He's the one who's used the same screen name for 20 years. <laughs> I hope he listens to So now to everyone gets to know it's so Miles Tegg. So if you spend Tegg. bobbles on my Twitch channel, you can activate Cloaky, who basically I disappear from the screen and then Cloaky takes over the game and plays for however many yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. Cloaky's going to play. And then he'll leave and then I'll come back and you'll see my face again. I was like, damn, I had to get Cloaky out of here. And Eli goes, Ryan! You just missed Cloaky. He was just here. And I was like, I have not talked to Eli in years. And this is like how we're resurfacing is through Cloaky in the Mutant Ages right now, which is like really funny because I don't even think he knows that the okay, Mutant Ages knows who he is. Okay. Also, I'm not sure Eli like knows that D-Man is online. I think we told him that, That's what right? I'm saying. Like, I know I don't. Well, maybe. I don't remember. I think we asked everyone before we uploaded it. I remember doing that. Okay, maybe you did. And I maybe I just uploaded it. I don't know. Because I was like, we need to ask people before we upload the most embarrassing videos ever of us being 15 years old and like nuts. And you were like, well, I don't care because I have no shame. And I'm like, well, other <laughs> people want to know if you're uploading a video of them. Listen, if you want to watch our demon movie from our teens and watch us react to it, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Mutant Ages, which is mm -hmm. really important because you can also watch us do our own boxings there and play through the video games that we mentioned yeah, so see, it all came back around this was all it planned. all came back around this was a planned diversion exactly and i already brought up twitch but you can go to my twitch channel which is ryan pagella and my youtube channel which has all those wonderful things i was just talking about and the mutant ages is all over the social media facebook twitter instagram tumblr pinterest tiktok whatever the fuck i can put it on it's gonna fucking be there and i'm <laughs> at ryan pagella on twitter and i'm on ryan.pagella instagram and maddie is also on the internet I am on the internet. I am at Mitty Myers. And while I'm already talking, I'm going to say that there are a lot of other ways that you can support the Mutant Ages beyond subscribing and following us on all those different channels, which are that you can go to our store and you could buy a t-shirt or a bag or whatever else with Bishop jumping out of the bushes saying time travel is real because that's how we all live our lives. Um, and also the Mutant Ages logo. Or you could go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and you could back at any number of tiers. I think it's the $3 a month is the bonus podcast tier. And we have so many bonus episodes on there. We are. We're just cranking them out lately. We're cranking them out. I mean, some people put that at $5 a month. Not us. It's a, it's a mere three. Yeah, we're giving them away, except we're not giving them away. <laughs> At the $5 <laughs> amount, though, you get all the different soundtracks that Maddie creates. Yeah, you can, get, you can turn it into a ringtone for your phone. You can get an instrumental version of the Mutant Ages theme. Man, I didn't even think about this, but maybe I should... Do we want to put those ones for Mutant Vision in there? That's just amazing. <laughs> it wouldn't fit the rest of your entire thing. We don't own the rights to those songs. Oh, you know what I could do? I can, I can post them to Patreon. But you should put them on the Patreon. You should put, put them, them on the there Patreon. so you can you can get access to them there. I'll do that. Yeah. I didn't even think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. make a note we, right now. Sadly, we do not own the girl, Golden Girls theme. We cannot upload that. However, Ryan's special version of it will be uploaded. Okay. Also on the Patreon, our highest your Patreon supporters. Yeah. Get a shout out on the show. I also want to point out right now, Maddie, before I announce our Patreon people, that um, at the one hour mark, we were so proud of ourselves for like, being yeah, on time and, we, and we have managed to drag it out like i don't even know how we managed to do that <laughs> We're talking like, about great we finished it underneath an hour so now let's just talk for an additional 15 minutes about nothing um <laughs> okay so hello samuel b soren b zach s thank you mono me for joining me on my hot fast and furious oceans 11 heist fm radio listen i know you're all sexy and i can't do gambit's voice right now because i'm still recovering mono me from not having a voice for so many fucking weeks but here you go thank you for being our top tier patreon supporters yay <laughs> I barely got through the pluggy Thank voice you. when I did that. I had to like cuss my mouth together with my hands. Oh my god! You don't did, lose your you voice. Did great. It's no you sounded, good. You sounded like Gambit to me. I don't know. Good. Except when you were being pluggy, and then you sounded like pluggy. So I thought I sounded like Mickey Mouse with pluggy, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, if you can't afford to support the show, please leave us a review or share the show with your friends or both of those things. Like maybe yes. you know somebody wouldn't be deeply embarrassed to listen to a show where an anthropomorphic butt plug is the mascot of our plug <laughs> section. Okay, listen. Okay, for the plug <laughs> section, I was going to say, if anything, your mascot would be Cloaky at this point. Uh, okay, Cloaky is the mascot of the, the reader mails, I would say. Yes. Okay. And Pluggy, Pluggy is the mascot of the plug section. And there's, we're the no, mascots there's no changing the that. It. It's the plug section for a reason. Right. And the rest of the mascots are us, I guess. Yeah, Mitty and Snapshot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, okay. Uh, I guess that's it. We did it that's again. It. I don't even know how this episode happened today. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, yeah, we love you all, and we will see you next time. See you Gambit next time. And, and Plucky, don't forget me. I want to go to the